Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today. Victor Antonio, welcome to the program. Selling is all about really, it's, we're not selling a product, you're not selling a service, you're not selling value, you're not selling whatever you think you're selling, a solution. You're selling change. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the Liberty Movement. And this is why we talk about being the trusted advisor. You should be able to help use that expert guidance and all the opinions that I'm sure that you have and help lead them towards not just a decision, but the right decision. Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Good evening, everybody. Welcome in to the Cell Liberty Lounge. I am your humblest of hosts, Jeremy Todd, and I am extremely excited about our guest tonight. But before we get to her, we are joined, as always, by the lovely Lauren Liberty working on the boards. How are you tonight, Lauren? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing so good, living in a corgi world, right? Oh, uh, yes. Never a bad day with those stumpy guys. Everybody listening, get your questions in for our guest. Lauren's going to be taking those questions down and getting those ready in our pinup Q&A session. So we will see her then. In the meantime, I am very excited to welcome in a friend, colleague, influencer, social media guru, branding expert, superstar mom all the good things you can imagine my good friend shay harrington how are you hi oh, i'm so good hi <laughs> awesome well uh i'm really excited to have you here um tell the good people in liberty land uh who shay is and what shay does okay so I am a mom first. I have two toddlers. They are four and two. So that in itself is like its own gig. And I mean, it's a great one. Um, my full-time job, like my nine to five, my day job, I am a social media guru. 
I guess you could say. Yeah. I'm a marketing manager. I'm a branding manager. So I do that for a couple of different beauty bosses. Um, and then my, I guess my side gig is I'm an influencer. So the the two, I guess, companies that you would say that I'm most known for are PowerFit, which is an online fitness program, and Advocare. Mm-hmm. Those right. are my those are my side gigs, my little side hustles. Who 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 was your who was the first person to introduce you to Spark? I mm. don't really know, but ah, also the same person <laughs> taught me about ninety percent of the the sales knowledge that I use and like teach people. <laughs> And mm. I always have to say, like, once upon a time, there was this Cutco sales manager who taught me. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough of tooting my own horn. Let's get into talking some shop. You ready to talk some shop, Shay? I'm so ready. Yes. So, we all know what social media is. Um, it's kind of... Uh, it, for a lot of people, it's it's a drain, um, and it's not something that's necessarily mm-hmm. positive. Uh, you operate <laughs> in this space every day. What is mm-hmm. uh, what is the key? So, well, well, let's start on branding a little bit. If somebody out there is listening and they go, you know, I I kind of want to develop my own personal brand, or I have this company and I want to build their online presence. What do they need to do? and explore first to make sure that their brand fits what they're doing externally with marketing? So my, I guess, branding started before it was like a thing. So back Mm -hmm. when Instagram was just people posting like, you know, pictures of their food and memes that, I mean, I shared my Mm -hmm. whole life on there and then it just kind of, it just developed into a job, I guess, but you have to find mm-hmm. your own. I don't even know if I'm saying this word right, but niche your own. Yeah, like, that's right. Your own thing. So something that like is relevant to your life, something that is genuine. Like I'm, I'm not posting about things that I don't genuinely like or do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just you know, completely transparent and. Followers can feel that, trust that, and they see it every day. They see influencers like posting, you know, hello fresh food. And they're like, this girl doesn't know how to cook. What is she talking about? So um <laughs> right. you just have to find what <laughs> what you represent and make it genuine. So it 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 has to be a genuine passion because people can feel that, right? Um, and, yes. but yeah, can we, see let, right let's talk that. a little bit about hundred <laughs> percent. Let's talk about niche, uh, a little bit and what it is that makes somebody potentially, uh, uniquely them or a brand for their company or their group or nonprofit, whatever it is. How, what are some keys to standing out and finding that niche that sets you apart? Um, I would say consistency. Don't don't confuse people about what you are trying to either sell or promote 
or talk about. Um, I mean, I share literally every detail of my life, but it's pretty much on the same track. But that niche is going to be something that people like commonly think about when they think about meal prepping. They're going to be like, oh, Shay shared something about that. Let me go look at her stories. Or when they think about um, getting their nails done, they're going to be like, oh, let me go see what Shay posted. And so you have that right. that common like, oh, I remember she she posted about that kind of stuff. So just being consistent, all the, you know, things that you want people to think of you when they think of something. So I, I, I don't know if I've, this may be a confession to you who was like central to this whole story. And I, I think I've told other people, but that reminds me of, uh, God bless, of, the, of Miley Cyrus. Um, the, and you, you may not, yeah, I know. Right. So I'm going to get into this right now. Uh, for those who don't know, when I was when I was 20, I opened my first uh, business. It was a Cutco office, and Shay was one of my reps and my first leader uh, that kind of came out of uh, that office. Well, one of the things in my first few weeks of training new hires that I noticed was that um, it was a three-day training uh, to, to learn how to sell and, and set up appointments and do those sorts of things, but around day two and day three, a lot of the girls stopped coming <laughs> and it was just the dudes that would finish training. And I was like, man, what the heck is going on? And so I asked somebody and they go, you're really, really intense. And I was like, oh crap, I can't turn that down. Uh, and they, they said, well, maybe just let people know you're not as intense and serious as it comes across. And so it was the summer that See You Again came out as like a number one song. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell everybody that I'm like a Hannah Montana fan. I'd never seen an episode. It was a bold faced lie. I was not genuine with it at all, but <clears throat> it grew into that. Hold up. It grew into that because everybody found it so interesting and it was niche. I'm like this huge white dude. Uh, and I'm sitting here like, oh yeah, my favorite musician is Miley Cyrus. And, uh, it made me seem, uh, it, it kind of took the edge off that intensity, but then what happened is it actually became my personality. And so here, and then I ended up going to her sweet 16 birthday party and all this, right. I'm but, stressed uh, out right now. <laughs> she's having a fit, right. But I actually grew into loving it and I've seen every episode of Hannah Montana and, you know, Miley Cyrus is my homegirl, all that, but uh, it started as a as like a thing, but I I throughout the summer I started to realize I would be getting calls and texts from my team, and they'd go, uh, "Miley Cyrus is on the radio right now." I'm like, what is happening? What was happening is that was my brand. I had become the guy that likes Miley Cyrus, and every time Miley Cyrus came up, who'd they think of? This guy. And it was this interesting phenomenon that it wasn't until later years later that I was able to put my finger on. But what you're talking about is that is being that trusted advisor, being able to yeah. connect something in people's real world life with you as the trusted advisor and expert on that. And you do that by being consistent, having fun with it. And while maybe that one time it wasn't genuine, um, it 
it does. I, it's, it's so heartbroken. Right. So I know. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't confess this to you. Okay, great. Uh, get, guys in the chat, get you. Uh, yeah, Corey. Corey in the chat. I seem to remember a trip to Disneyland. That was absolutely her sweet sixteen birthday party. Um, with CJ Taylor, Corey. So, um, that was that was a really really fun time. But. Anyways, I think that's really interesting because what <laughs> Shay Shay Shay's having trouble here. She's she's gonna need a drink to go to bed tonight now. Um, but uh, okay, back on track. We gotta focus. We gotta focus. Okay, so you've esta- you you've established your brand. You know who mm-hmm. uh, you know who and what you want people to think about when they think of you, and you know you the things mm-hmm. that you want to trigger people to make think about you. Now, from there, what do you do to sort of, because we're exploring this a little bit ourselves. You have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. right? Or there's a Facebook group. Yes. Um, or, mm-hmm. you know, some people start a Instagram business or versus a, a, a personal Instagram. Can we go into mm-hmm. a little bit of how you make those decisions for a brand when they bring you on and how you should set up their page and, and give the people out there some advice on strategy when it comes to pages, groups, presence, all that sort of stuff? Okay. So my strategy is a little bit of all of it. So um, like, for example, the the main business that I been my time on is called Lash and Brow Company. It's a lash bar, a brow bar, a facial bar. They do all of those things, but they have a presence on Instagram, uh, Facebook. We we spend a lot of time on content for stories. Reels are super huge right now. TikToks mm-hmm. are huge. Um, we don't have a lot of following on TikTok, but uh, we're getting there. And Facebook groups, Facebook is about to do a lot of like changing. So we've been fighting this like algorithm war for years now. Like we finally think we have it figured out. Like everyone that likes our page or follows us can see what we post. And then suddenly they don't. Suddenly like we can see the organic reach on, you know, some content that we spent hours working on well seven people saw it one person liked it and they work here so it doesn't even count and then (laughs) we start changing things and we start posting at different times and using different hashtags and you know sharing on different platforms and we start getting views and likes and comments and people start booking appointments and then it changes again and we have to start all over (laughs) but um Right now we're hearing that like Facebook is going to be doing some changing. So it's going to be a little more like the yellow pages some somehow. I don't really know. Um, but we're, we're constantly having to educate and re-strategize on, on how like we're just constantly learning and it's always constantly changing. I mean, right now there are people who get 5 million views on a TikTok and they've, they don't even have. 20 followers but then they wake right. up and they've got 20,000 new followers on their TikTok pages yeah. and it's like okay well, now they're viral what did they do what can we yeah. do to do what they did okay it's uh it's so it, 
how she's how much like, have you found employed for sure? <laughs> yeah, for sure. How how much have you found that it's a content <laughs> war in that way that you uh, are, are are seeing what content is working and landing and then reproducing it? And how much time do you spend on content every week? Um, according to my iPhone, I spend like 14 <laughs> hours a day on my phone. Okay. Yeah. But, um, we, we plan a weekly brand shoot or bi-weekly sometimes like right now we're getting ready for the content that we want to be sharing the week before and the week of black Friday. So that's a huge, huge moneymaker for most small businesses is Thanksgiving night, um, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday. So that's like a whole solid week of content that we are trying to prepare for right now. And Mm -hmm. you don't want to just to have a bunch of posts, you want to have reels, you want to have, you want to have infographics, you want to have educational things. Um, There's just, I mean, we we spend more time on thinking about what we need to post. (laughs) And then planning it then, and then editing it and posting it. And, you know, you want to have 2,200 characters worth of a caption, but not too many times. You want to have just a couple of emojis on one caption. And then you have to think about hashtags. And which ones okay. To okay. Use. Let, 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 let's dive into that a little bit. <laughs> okay. What is this 2,200? Okay. Uh, what is this emoji rule? What are, and uh, okay. explain sort of how hashtags work to do organic growth. Okay, so from what I have learned, um, Instagram captions are kind of like what we call a micro blog. So I know you see people who post a blog post and, you know, it's basically a miniature novel. Like if you got on Pinterest right now and you wanted to look up a recipe, like uh, I needed to find a Gordon Ramsay um, shepherd's pie recipe not too long ago. And I got so aggravated getting on Pinterest and looking at a blog and 95% of it is this girl talking about like why she decided yeah. to make this meal. And then yeah. way down at the bottom, after you get it's past 45 days worth of Google ads, there's a recipe down there. So okay. nobody wants to look at that anymore. They want instant gratification. So right. when you're doing an Instagram post, you have an opportunity to fill up that caption worth 2200 characters and (laughs) there's actually a website that i use where i copy and paste my caption out of my notes and then i put it into this website and it calculates how many characters i've already got to so i know like oh i went 900 characters over i gotta cut some cut some fluff out Mm -hmm. but then you can only add 30 hashtags to include within those 2200 characters so you basically have like a an opportunity to have like a mini blog with every Instagram post. And that's so, so because Instagram is owned by Facebook do do Facebook posts work the same mm-hmm. way? Are they looking for a character count where, you know, stuff like that happens? I have no idea what, ins- what Facebook <laughs> wants from what me. Facebook is up to. <laughs> completely honest. I do know that like, apparently they, even though they're owned by the same people, if you, have a business Instagram and you create an Instagram post with this beautiful caption and these beautiful hashtags, there's that little toggle where you can say share to your Facebook. And it's convenient because you don't have to go to a completely separate app or another platform. 
and copy mm-hmm. and paste and all of that. But supposedly, according to the internet right now, <laughs> it messes with your algorithm. And there's a good chance that your Instagram post being shared to Facebook makes you not visible to people on Facebook. And I know it's true because me as a person, wow. not a business page, when I, when I get on Facebook, I can scroll through Facebook. And I'll see something that I posted to a business page like five days ago. Okay. So I'm not seeing the current right. Instagram shared the Facebook posts. Right. So it's it's a constant battle. Interesting. Um how okay, so I got a I got a couple questions. This this is this is great. This is phenomenal. Okay. Do you use a third party content manager software or anything? I I am the third party. So oh, okay. <laughs> there are there are apps like uh Hootsuit is one of them. Right. Um, Hootsuite, yeah. You can also use yeah. So you can also sh- plan and schedule your content from Canva, which is yep. um really popular editing app. It's free. You can you can logo and edit and and you can even do like sto- you know videos for your stories. Um, I mm-hmm. personally don't think that they're as effective as I am as a, a human. So okay. I don't use them. I, don't? I don't trust them okay. to post it when I want it posted. And people always say like, Oh, so when's the best time for me to post to my Instagram? And mm-hmm. I, I say, whenever it's convenient for you, because if you post something at 7 PM, because you think other people are on their phone at 7 PM, well, you, you don't know that they're not going to comment right then. So you want to be available when you post. So if you've got yeah. an extra 30 minutes and it just happens be 4.30 p.m., post at 4.30 mm-hmm. p.m. because you've got from 4.30 to 5 to respond to comments. That's huge right now. Responding to comments will get your your posts seen before something that you posted and you didn't pay attention to, even though it was like got higher it. traffic time. Okay. So, so post when, when you okay. can reply. That's a yeah. great response that's a great time point. is huge. Like have your have your notifications turned on and loud and obnoxious. Like even though you might mm-hmm. get, you know, twenty Instagram notifications because twenty people liked your photo. Like get on there and reply to those people. Get in their DMs. Those are your leads. Those are the people that are interested in you, and they're they're gonna want to feel that comfort of like oh she saw that i liked my picture or liked her picture right and then i mean you got a hot lead right there (laughs) yeah you you got you got a hot lead right there i I like it um okay so then the the next thing that you okay websites um one thing that i i think the algorithm probably triggers is anytime i put a website or a link to a website in a post. And this is across all social media that, that gets nothing like it dies organically and right. Booted entirely. So what is the strategy to drive traffic to your website or your YouTube channel or whatever you want to drive traffic to without putting the link in your post? Okay. So Instagram is my baby. I love Instagram for all that it's worth. Mm-hmm. So when I post something on Instagram and I want people to go to my website or to my 
personal AdvoCare link or to a specific blog post that PowerFit has posted about a specific challenge or something that's going on. I have what's called Linktree. So Linktree is basically a bunch of place, a place where you can put a bunch of different links. So like my Linktree has PowerFit, Shapings, AdvoCare, Lash and Brow Company, Serenity and Company, a pair of shoes that I really like. I might like to know it. Um, a good friend of mine who has a small business who I want to share her business. I put her link on there. Um, someone who, you know, is, is collaborating with me. I want to put their link on there. So I go into Instagram, I create the post and I put in the caption, click the link in my bio, blah, 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 blah. And then they click that link tree that's up there in my Instagram bio. And then I usually want it to be the first Mm -hmm. link. So a link tree account is free. You can pay. I have a paid one just so I can see the analytics and like how many clicks I get. But you want that link that you're talking about to be the very first link. So you can, I mean, you can move them up pretty easily. Right. But on Facebook, um, maybe put it in the comments, I guess. Mm. (laughs) Or see what I usually do on Facebook. um, Like, for example... If I'm saying like, hey, we have this special going on, see comments to book. So then I go into the comments and I post the link as a comment. Okay. Okay. I I really like that actually. Um, That helps. So, well, I mean, as a strategy to to overcome that, that that sounds actually really smart. Is that... Is Linktree how how is Linktree different than some of these larger accounts I see like um I don't know Old Row or Barstool or one of these bro things that I you know or the chat you know all, all the bro sites have uh, an actual link that says Link in Bio. Um, what is mm-hmm. different about Link in Bio versus Linktree? Are you well, familiar Link with Link in Bio? bio, is bio? Just- well, when I say LinkedIn bio, I mean, like, I want you to go to my Instagram bio and you see my little picture right. and then you see my name. And then that little section under there mm-hmm. is your your bio, your Instagram bio. So it says right. like in mine, it's like power fit, empowerment coach. Mm-hmm. You know, here are a few of my favorite things. And then there's the link. So I tell people to like click the link in my Instagram bio. Right. This what this is is it's a and, and maybe it's done through a third party, but you click it, and it opens almost their own individual website, and they have mm-hmm. e- they have panels almost like Instagram. But when you click on it, it's all the things that Instagram would kick them out of. You know, if mm-hmm. they if they shared long form videos, different things like that. Um, yeah. Okay, very cool. That that makes a lot of sense. All right, let's move to uh, that that's a lot of social media stuff guys if you have any specific questions for shay about social media uh hop in the comments on youtube hop in the comments in facebook and we will get those questions asked during our pinup q a session a little bit later but for now what we're going to do is we're going to shift to your story about uh your journey with power fit the um 10k journey and tell us tell us kind of your story Okay, so um, I just ha- I have to show you something really quick. <laughs> I really wanted to put it behind me, but it's kind of heavy. You carry it everywhere now. This yes. <laughs> everywhere I go. 
everywhere. This is it. It's literally <laughs> with me everywhere I go. The, it's giant. It, 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 that was it my, should that be was on your bucket one... list to get a giant check. Yes. And you've kicked it. It was on my vision board for the longest time. I just, I don't care what I win, but I want to win something. And it, I want to be presented a giant check. Yeah. Preferably a hot <laughs> So yeah. I joined right. PowerFit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. I won, but before I won, I, I joined PowerFit after I had been working out for a couple of months and I literally had no idea what I'm doing. Like, I kind of know what I'm doing now, but like, not as good. But I, um, I had lost about 30 pounds, like on my own and mm-hmm. I needed some guidance and I wanted like a, like an app or like a daily workout plan. So I found this program through, uh, I found this lady on social media. Her name is Randa Caraba. And she basically has this female based like app. It's not really an app. It's a, it's a web web based app and they give you a daily workout. They give you nutrition guidance and kind of like a sisterhood. So mm-hmm. that's what I needed and wanted. And so I joined and immediately started seeing really good results. And then the opportunity presented itself for me to become an influencer to encourage mm-hmm. other people to join. And then a few months into that, uh, they announced that they were going to do a fitness challenge. And they do okay. um, like six week challenges, monthly challenges. A couple, I had seen a, a couple of people had won like a thousand dollars. And I was like, right. I'm going to do this challenge and I'm going to win a thousand dollars. And I am going to buy a cabana at the Golden Nugget, which is a casino here, um, yeah. actually on the border in Louisiana. So I was like, y'all, cabana party. Let's all do this challenge. One of us is going to win, and then we'll have this fantastic cabana party. And so I got a bunch of my friends to do it. The, the only thing that we didn't realize is when that challenge started, it was not a six-week challenge, not like a one-month challenge. It was a six month challenge and it was a a ten thousand dollar prize ten thousand dollars but i was split between like three people so i was like okay i'm gonna win it i don't i don't care what i have to do but i'm gonna win it and so i i followed the program i did my workouts i i tracked my meals i did I literally had a list of like 22 things that I wanted to accomplish every single day. I would check it off if I did or check it off if I didn't. And I, I worked my ass off. Can I say that? So yeah, yeah, I did. I lost. I mean, so technically I only lost like 15 pounds during the challenge, but I put on a lot of muscle. I just completely transformed. And that was the, the point of the challenge was the six month transformation challenge. So, and Laura, will, um, will you pull up that transformation so everybody can give a round of applause for Shay? Look at that beast! Incredible! Look at those arms! Yeah, <laughs> you, Lauren. So, I mean, I I felt like even if I didn't win, I was super happy with like what I physically accomplished, but like mentally, I completely changed a lot of bad habits. So I was able to stay consistent with my nutrition, which is is probably the hardest part with being like a full-time working mom. 
right. not eating junk and, you know, snacking on mac and cheese with my kids at the end of the day. Um, but you finishing know, their plate over the sink four forty five in the morning. Yes. I mean, it took a lot of hard work and I mean, I, I did it. I killed it. <laughs> All right. Well, that, yeah, you, you obviously did. We can see you. We want a big check. I want to yeah. talk about that mental journey a little bit. Um, so let, let's talk about one of the big things that stood out to me. And this is something that I know a lot of people struggle with is changing habits. It's very easy mm-hmm. um, to, to start something and, and it's very difficult to stick with it. Everybody knows that. Yes. Um, what would you say were the keys to, helping you retrain and and form new habits? Oh, I have seven of them. Okay. Prior, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. (laughs) (laughs) And I learned that from you. That's right. The seven Ps. So I don't know if it was the salesperson in me or just the pure determination to win, but and I was like, if I'm going to win this, I, I have to be super strategic. <laughs> and I made it like a, like a job. Like I had my real, real job, right. my mom job, and then I had my, I'm going to win job. So right. oh, I wonder if I have it in here. I have, here we go. My planner. Okay. I'm about oh, to wow. have to get a new one. Yeah. Every aspect <laughs> of that six months is in here. Like, I bet I could sell this. I bet it's worth a lot, but I won't. This is mine. But (laughs) I had to put everything on there. Like, put your laundry away so that you can find your gym clothes in the morning so that when you get up, it's easier for you to get out of the house in 15 minutes. Because I feel like 15 minutes is just the right amount of time for you to not talk yourself out of something. Like if I wake up at 445 and I say I have to be in the gym parking lot and swiping my key by 5 a.m., like I gave Mm -hmm. myself 15 minute increments and I it was I nailed it every time. Well, not today. I didn't nail it. I I went to the gym like an hour late today, but I get to check that little box off. (laughs) I didn't drink all my water today, but. And, but you you have you have that habit form now, right? So, but I think that's mm-hmm. really important in yeah. changing habits is to create a system of self accountability that it it's painful mm-hmm. to to break, but also that the wisdom in something as simple as what you said, put away your damn laundry so that you don't give yourself an excuse. So you remove mm-hmm. all built in excuses when your energy level yes. is high. So that you don't have any excuses when that energy level is low, like early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you, so you, you have 20 something days to form a habit, but just because you're on day 21 doesn't mean that you, you mm-hmm. can't come up with an excuse as to why you don't want to, or you don't feel like it today. But I mean, no one is going to make you do it. There's no one that's going to say like, Hey, you, you have to do this. Like you, you have to get up. You have to complete each rep. You have to plan that meal. You, you have to go to bed on time. There's, there's no one that's 
in this house right now telling me that I have to make sure that my dishwasher is unloaded so that it's not stressful when it's right. time to put all the dishes away and get into bed. So you don't, yeah. you don't have anyone else to tell you to do it. You, you have to be that person for yourself. So you just have to, uh, you have to become your own boss <laughs> and yeah. boss yourself into it. Uh, interesting. The, so do you find that being a new parent, because I'm going through this, um, is something Congrats, that uh, you, you lose, you kind of lose that self determination and will because God, for six, six months, a year, you, you don't get to decide what you do when you do it, where it goes. You, you basically have no control over your life. So, yeah. um, how, how does somebody, if they're going through something similar where they feel like they're in a spot where their decisions, their plans, their things like that aren't necessarily in their control. What's what we had Mike uh, Abramowitz on. He talked about tiny actions daily that when you repeat them over and mm -hmm. over again, they can have large results. What are tiny actions that you did when you were first trying to even let's go back to the first 30 pounds that that you said, okay, I might not be able to control everything, but I can control this and then I can control this and then I can control this. Yes. So my, my actual fitness journey started because of that. So in January of 2019, was that when COVID happened? Yeah. So yeah. January, yeah. 2019, um, my almost two year old, he was about six months old, but Jade, she was a little older than two. Uh, she had a lot of ear infections. So we ended up having tubes put in and that's like a legit mm -hmm. surgery. Like she had to be under right. anesthesia and everything. So they asked us to, uh, to get her weight the morning of her surgery. And she was just not cooperating. She was too, it was like 6am in the morning. So one of the nurses said like, Hey, just hold her, get on the scale and we'll just, you know, deduct your weight. And Okay. I mean, I did have a six month old. I was full time breastfeeding. I was a full time working mom, but I still was like the same weight I was at nine months pregnant. And I was mortified. Oh. So yeah. I was, I mean, I was 225 pounds that day. And I went home and I cried. And I knew that like I was going to have to be up all night, you know, nursing. And I didn't have time to go to the gym or I was too tired to go to the gym. But what I could control was what I ate. You know, no one can tell you, you know, you have this much time to go to the gym when you're a brand new mom or a brand new parent, um, because you may not sleep at all that night. You may be up at three right. o'clock in the morning and you're not going to wake up to go to the gym at 5 a.m. Right. So that was the only thing I had control of is what I ate. So I started tracking my calories and I had no idea what macros were. I didn't know how many gallons of water I needed or how many grams of protein I needed. I just knew that like, you know, it's, it costs this many calories for me to live every day. And if I just ate this much instead of this much, you know, it's just simple food math. I was going to lose weight. Right. So I started doing that, started making those small changes, like just making healthier choices and just, just tracking it every single day. If I wrote down everything, I was, I was looking at it every single day. I used the, my fitness pal app, but before that I was just writing it down. Um, but just seeing it every day at the end of the day, it was like an accountability to myself. 
So mm-hmm. when I started tracking and I started seeing some, some results, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm feeling a little better. I had more energy. I was trying to get more of a routine with the, with the baby. So I started going to a workout class on my lunch break and that was fun, but I was sweaty for the rest of the day and I didn't enjoy it. But then um, around March was when uh, we, the state of Texas, we got closed down. So then I was a, a work from home mom with two toddlers and no more gym. We couldn't go anywhere. So I decided to start doing some cardio in a double stroller around my neighborhood and you know oh, we couldn't nice. go to the park at that time so I just put my headphones on and buckled the kids in and made a few laps and so I just started walking off a few pounds a week and still kept tracking my food and it was funny because when we finally came back from quarantine you know most people put on like the quarantine 15 and I came back like 30 pounds less and then I was right. like well I'm gonna keep going <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. actually I hired, I hired a personal trainer, um, that summer and I did like an eight or 10 week program with him. But then once that was over, I was like, I, I want to know what to do every single day. I want someone to say, Hey, this is your right. plan. This is your, you know, you're going to do this many reps of this move. And this is a video of how to do that move. So that's when I joined power fit and now I'm a the rest is history. empowerment coach. I'm a coach That's now. That's yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Some things that you you talked about in there that I don't want anybody listening to miss is that what what you count counts. That is one of the if you don't track it, you can't change it until so. One of the first things when I take over a sales program or operation or anything is that like day because. While I believe strongly in the skills, the communications, all that other sort of stuff, one of the biggest keys is where's your data? Show me your data because if you can't track it, you can't change it. So you self-tracking all the little things daily, I I think, played a huge role Mm -hmm. in changing that habit because that you can't hold yourself accountable to information you don't know, right? Um, And then the second thing is that you got thrown a big curveball. And sometimes your plans... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you lose control of them and you were able to say, yeah. okay, but I, I have this goal. I have this mission. I'm tracking this. I still have to hit these numbers. So I'm going to uh, do that. Uh, final, final thing for talking shop. Let's talk a little bit about coaching and leadership and what your new passion is and what you're excited about in, uh, and, and what maybe you've learned from coaches that you hope to instill in others. Well, I did notice um, the thing that kept me really motivated while I was in the challenge was that I I saw that other people were motivated, motivated by me. So, you know, I would I would share on my stories or or make an Instagram or a Facebook post about, you know, three months in, you know, hashtag Shay team, team Shay 510K or whatever I would post. And then I would get direct messages or people would text me or they'd send me a Facebook message or comment and they'd send me a picture of what they were eating or send me a picture of, you know, like a sweaty selfie. They had just worked out and they were telling me like I was motivating them. And I'm like, well, that motivates me. I'm, I'm not going to give up on mm-hmm. y'all. Like I have to keep doing it because I see that what I'm doing is, is making an impact on other people. So that's when I started thinking like, I actually 
messaged the girl who was my coach when I first became a PowerFit member and her name's Madeline. So I was like, Hey, <laughs> tell me all about this empowerment coach thing. Like, right. how do you do it? Because she's a full-time mom. She's a nursing student. Actually, she's a, a full-time nurse now. And she had her own empowerment group. So within PowerFit, you can hire or pay extra, a, a, you know, an upgrade to your membership to have a mm-hmm. small group empowerment coach. And so we all have our own private Facebook group and it's just, you know, your own little hype team. So in smaller numbers, we kind of can hype each other up a little better. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I, I feel like I'm already doing that. And right. I think it would be, you know, my next goal for, for myself would be for in 2022, I thought I could be an empowerment coach. And then mm-hmm. Somehow it happened in 2021. It's like, it's been my year. <laughs> yeah. But, no, that, um, that, that, that's super exciting. Well, I think we have some questions. So it is time for everybody's favorite segment, Pin Up Q&A with Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Hello. Long time no see. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we did have a couple of questions. The first one I'm going to ask, it's actually a two-part question. And the first part was from Corey Cruz. And they wanted to know if you are focusing on tutorials for your reels. I know you were, this kind of goes back to what you were first mentioning about Instagram and reels and how you seem to be having a lot of popularity and success with those. Hello, Corey Cruz. I recognize that name. Yeah. Is that your friend? That's your What's BFF. What's that? That's my BFF. That? Yeah. Talk talk about going gray. He's a salt and pepper fox, man. I mean, he's got a, a baby. Someone gave him a baby. He's got two babies. I know. Oh, congrats. Okay, so tutorials for, for my reels. Um, honestly, the the more educational reels... They're not doing so great right now, if I'm being completely honest. And like I said, the, the things that we spend the most time on don't get the, the interaction that we want or the, the views yeah. or the likes. And the things that people respond to the most on my reels are the, like the funny, like irrelevant things. I can get more views on a reel being a complete dork than something that's like, an actual post <laughs> like right the things that get the most views right now are me doing like not lip singing but like lip speaking to something from the office that's that's my thing right now like <laughs> yeah. dwight and uh <laughs> dwight and jim talking to each other i'm dwight and i'm i'm jim too so yeah um, I see. but i, I I, okay. I just watch i'll watch other reels and kind of get inspiration and I'll find a piece of audio that I like and I'll just whip it together real quick and get 12,000 views. And then I'll spend an actual like dedicated like content hour and I'll, I'll work on something and the the timing and everything is super specific and I'll get like 200 views. (laughs) Wow. Do you think the audio (laughs) is the algorithm, the trigger there? Uh, like you're using a, a sort of built-in I, I audio. I think it has something to do with it. Yeah. So there are 
where you can search um, mm -hmm. relevant reels audio. And I mean, it, it's working <laughs> for now. <laughs> okay. That could change okay. now that we're talking about it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. That's social media. <laughs> so it's kind of like TikTok in that way. Yes. Okay. I don't really mess with the reels. I'm like, I'm too much of a boomer. I can't with, I just don't have the patience. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to to replicate my Instagram reels that do good, like that get good views. And I get a lot of like comments and likes on it. The weird thing is I can replicate it and make the exact same thing in TikTok. And I, I get nothing. They don't, they don't love me on nothing. TikTok. It's very weird to try to figure out the algorithm. Mm -hmm. I can't figure out TikTok at all. And I think that's why I lose interest in it every time I try to start using it again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll go like um, a month without posting something on TikTok. Yeah. And I'll go back and I'll make like three TikToks in a row. And and then I get, you know, one video that I, my, uh, my Escalade video did really good on TikTok. And I get people message me and ask me about like, you know, the paint or the rims. And I'm like, I have no idea. Right. I just... <laughs> color change one <laughs> yeah the one where the color yeah, changes, the, that, the throw that in the keys in the air yeah that I, it's, it's a pretty good video i'm gonna yeah it's, it's pretty good hey, i i planned that for a solid month because i we we kind of knew what i was what i was wanting i wanted black escalade but the funny thing is during that transition of like getting the white one picked up and the black one delivered Josh had COVID. So like I had to oh, do it no. at home by myself and he was out in the driveway, like, like Instagram boyfriend <laughs> of the year. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it on this take and I'm catching the keys and I'm throwing the keys and I'm not super graceful. And I had like outfit changes and everything. It, I worked my butt off on that reel for it, but it is my best one so far or TikTok. So far. It's, it's a, it's a part-time job in itself, honestly. It really yeah, is for sure. Yeah. Um, so the second part of that question was also from Corey and they said, why the focus on Instagram instead of YouTube? Well, I need to get better at YouTube. I do. I do think that me as a, like a consumer, I use Instagram more. Like when I yeah. think of something like I need or something I'm like, in the market for first thing I do is go to Instagram and I search hashtag Escalade <laughs> and yeah. then I go from there. Well, I think that goes back to branding. The only YouTube right? I use is, yeah. Because the only you, thing I use you, YouTube you, for is kids YouTube. Oh yeah. We, we wear out some hay bear in this house. Um, it, mm. <laughs> you watch, do your kids watch hay bear and like, the Fisher Price kids and the simple songs. No, we watch we watch Blippy and uh, Coco Melon right now, oh, and God Disney or uh, not Disney, uh, Mickey Mouse. Mickey so, Mouse. but I, but I, I think Pop your Pops. point is it's about it's about branding. It's it, if you want to be genuine, mm -hmm. it should probably match what you yourself use because if you use it then your audience is probably going to use it as well. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your comfort zone. I do have, yeah. yeah. I do have plans to be on YouTube as like a, like a vlogger. Like mm -hmm. I would love to have a vlog or a podcast. 
but I honestly, I need a me. I need to hire a Shay to, because I can't always film myself doing what I want to portray to the world. I mean, 90% of the time when y'all see me on Instagram or on the stories, I'm using a ring light, which is, you know, this, Mm -hmm. I wish I could show y'all the the light that's hanging above me, but it has a phone holder on it. Lauren and I have, yeah. 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 Or or it's Josh. (laughs) He is, he is my photographer. Hey. So I need to, I need a content manager for myself. (laughs) That's hilarious. Seriously. The, the, the 15 minute question, Lauren. Yeah, so something that um, you had mentioned earlier, Shay, I found that really interesting when you were saying that you, when you were trying to get organized. So for me, I have severe ADHD. Organization is not really a word mm-hmm. that exists in my world. Um, but one thing that I was actually watching was a video of a woman that also has severe ADHD, and she was giving tips on what she does to help sort of um, meet goals and she has a project that she Mm -hmm. wants to work on or anything. I mean, literally anything can be a huge task when you can't pay attention to what the hell you're doing at any point. And she was saying that she breaks things down into like between five and 15 minute goals. So if she's working on something, she'll set a timer Mm -hmm. for 15 minutes and she'll give herself the goal of completing whatever the task is. And she said it was really, really helpful. So I, I really thought that that was something great that you had mentioned. And as somebody that struggles to accomplish tasks at all, I (laughs) appreciate you sharing that knowledge for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So I I joke about it, but I, I do live my life in 15 minute increments. And I mean, sometimes it's three, five minute increments, but it's always 15. Like, for example, I like, I leave the gym at 8 a.m. today, or I did this morning, and then I have my 15 minutes of shower, fix a little bit of my hair, put on makeup, put on jewelry, put my Apple Watch back on because I I sleep with my Apple Watch on. It's it's charging right now because it it's what wakes me up. It's got my alarm and um, a silent alarm, so I don't wake the kids up or wake Josh up. But I finish that 15 minutes and then I start another 15 minutes. And from 8.15 to 8.30, I work on eating breakfast, grabbing my meal prep for lunch, um, getting my laptop bag together. Uh, I take care of the dogs before I leave. So I usually try to leave by 8.30. So then I have from 8.30 to 8.45 to drive to work, um, get in the parking lot, and then from 8.45 to 9.00. That's like my little 15 minutes of like, okay, I haven't been able to be on my phone for the last 45 minutes. So then I catch up on any kind of notifications that I got. And I only give myself 15 minutes before I get into the door at work at nine o'clock. There you go. Holy cow. That's phenomenal though. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's time for final (laughs) thoughts. Yeah. All right. So Shay, you're moving and shaking in the world. Tell the good people listening how they can find you, how they can follow you, how they can be influenced by you, led by you, inspired by you, and all the goods. So you can find me on the Instagram at 
Shayster. It's S-H-A-Y-E-S-T-E-R. Um, or you can look up hashtag Shay Things. That has been my my niche, my my Shay Things. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Shay Harrington. That's S-H-A-Y-E. And then Harrington is with an E, not an A. Um, you can also find me on TikTok. Not super popular there. <laughs> um, hopefully soon you'll find me on YouTube on my new vlog. Shaping. There you go. Or I don't know. I think and that should be the name. I think I think it has to be Shay things. So, uh, and we've been scrolling yeah, it across the bottom. But tell people how if they are interested in joining and uh, being led by you when it comes to the fitness world, how they can do that. Okay, so you can go to power fit, and or it's p o w h e r power fit, and. You can select an empowerment coach membership and scroll down to my name. It's Shay Harrington. Um, you can also find it in my link tree connected to my Instagram. Um, and then you can also go to shaythings.com to find a link for that as well. And you can find all of my advocate stuff on there, my distributorship. I also won or accomplished champions council this year so i'm not just a little spark distributor anymore i am one of 60 (laughs) of the top advocate distributors so you you just win at everything well shay i know it was valuable (laughs) that's all you do is win i know this has been incredibly (laughs) valuable for me thank you for sharing with our audience and thank you for being on um my final thoughts it, it it it's pretty pretty simple the most important thing that we can do for the Liberty world is to influence the communities around us. And you heard Shay tell that story about how she is influencing people around her by being genuine, being honest, being herself. And honestly, the reason we're having this conversation with Shay is because 13 years ago, I took a chance and decided to invest in Shay myself. And you heard that at the beginning. And that's not to say, oh, you know, look at me, but it, it was it, it, it when you influence great people around you and you take the opportunity to invest in people it pays dividends that you never see because then they go out and influence the world and the proudest thing for me uh, as a leader is to see my people win and see them influence others and Shay is absolutely doing that so uh, it was great <laughs> having her on. Thank you so much, Shay. Oh, she's she's making the 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 hearts and the sweetness. So, um, make I'm sure so you. About your Miley lie. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but make sure uh-huh. you follow us on uh, social media. So I am at J Todd six hundred one. We also have. Uh, I, I'm also on Facebook, and obviously, if you're watching on Facebook, our Facebook group is Sell Liberty. We have some very exciting things coming up. Lauren and I are about to go meet to prepare for the Arizona LP convention. You're going to want to keep that uh, in your sights. And then last but not least, uh, make sure you go subscribe and follow the Brian Nichols Show dot, uh, or the Brian Nichols Show. Uh, where this will be on Saturday. So any any other final thoughts from you, Shay, now that I have ran and talked a little bit? Um, 
No, I'm just excited that we got to catch up. Next time you're in the the Beaumont area, I'll be in tea. The, the old golden triangle. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Trust the experts. We're all in this together. If it saves one life. Raise your hand if you heard any of those tiresome phrases over the past year and a half. I know my hand is currently raised. Millions of people across dozens of industries were labeled unessential and forced to lock down with livelihoods and futures crushed in an instant. And as government has continued to expand its power and leverage fear to turn neighbor against neighbor, a group of filmmakers have taken a stand and are determined to help set the record straight on the importance of following the actual science of the pandemic. Follow the science on Lockdowns and Liberty from the Sound Mind Creative Group is a brand new docu-series highlighting the stories of those negatively impacted over the past year and a half by ineffective government policies enacted in the name of following the science. With noted experts like Nick Hudson from Panda, the Pandemic Data and Analytics Organization, healthcare policy advisors like Scott Atlas, and telling stories of business owners, families, and just your average everyday person harmed by these government mandates. Follow the science on Lockdowns and Liberty is giving us a chance to make sure the true stories of the pandemic are told. So please help us at The Brian Nichols Show in supporting the Sound Mind Creative Group. With noted figures in the Liberty Movement like Dr. Tom Woods donating thousands of their own dollars to this project, you know just how important this project is. So head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash follow the science to donate and catch their brand new trailer to the docuseries one more time. That's briannicholsshow.com forward slash follow the science.